Hey, on today's episode, we talk about Matt and I's fascination with the office and how you can get better at budgeting. This is Pastors on Pot. All right. Well, I, man, I'm a big fan of The Office, and I know that you are too. Love you, The Office. Do you happen to remember the first episode that you ever saw? <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, so we got into The Office kind of late, like most things, I think, in pop culture. Like I, I'm like the kind of the wait and see. I'm not an early adopter. Yeah. And so my brother actually reached out and was like, you have to like watch you this show. Yeah. And um, it was, so I tuned in. And it was where Mike is um, having to have the conversation about being gay friendly in the workplace and okay. kisses Oscar. That was my yep. introduction to I like it. to the office. Yeah, that's funny. My first episode was when uh, he burned his foot in a George Foreman grill, and uh, Dwight <laughs> cooking bacon. Uh huh. Yep. And Dwight crashes his car and gets a concussion. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I just I remember him puking on the car, and uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, this show is amazing. What am I watching yeah, right now? <laughs> it is the weirdest show. Yeah, it's and, so good. You know, they've reached that level like that only I think Seinfeld and maybe The Simpsons have reached where they could do anything on TV and get away with it. Yeah, yeah, which I've often wondered if they started that show like 10 years later, if it would have taken off. Probably not. No. Like some of the things that Michael does and the things that Michael say, which everyone like uniformly comes together and says, that's really funny on The Office. Yes. But in no other setting yes. can you say that or do yeah. that because it's – uh, politically that it has survived cancel culture is yeah. amazing to yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, so good, though. I, I know that you and I, we both like to watch it. We like to talk about it. We reference it all the time. There's also some really cool podcasts out there uh, that I just wanted. In case you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I really want a good Office podcast, there's two of them that are out there. One is Office Ladies with uh, Jenna Fisher and Ann. Uh, Angela Kinsey, uh -huh. um, and they actually go episode by episode and kind of give you a behind the scenes of things that were going on uh, during those episodes. And, and so that's a lot of fun. There's also on Spotify uh, with Brian Baumgartner, who is plays Kevin on The Office. Yep. He hosts Oral History of The Office, and they uh, go through how The Office came into being, you know, from its original uh, – foundations in in britain um how it came over all the conversations they it have is so fantastic network it's so good so so good and so uh if you want to know uh more about the oral history of the office uh, check that out i don't know if jenna fisher if office ladies do they have cursing in that i don't know if they at times they have okay yes. they do yeah because i know that in oral history they curse all the time they, so there is so a lot of that just, as well just fyi you that's know, a good that's it, a good you know, spoiler alert yeah yeah there you go <laughs> Oh. Yes. Is, that, is that a spoiler alert that they curse? For some. Maybe it's a warning. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, something that's that I learned on uh, the oral history of The Office, one of the things is, is between season one and season two, uh, there's a drastic change in, in how they handle Michael's character. And so the the type of comedy that they use on this show that some people love and some people hate is called cringe comedy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that definition until I, I listened to that podcast. But the idea that Michael says things that just makes you cringe and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's saying that. You're, and you're just like, shut up. Shut yes. up now. Stop talking. Stop you talking. Wanna you want to pull the blanket over That's your head right. as you're watching it. Yes. And so what the producer – or no, I don't think it's the producers. What the network told the, the writers and the producers is you need to figure out a way to keep 
that comedy alive, but for people not to hate Michael Scott. Because it's really big in England. Right. Cringe comedy works really well in England, but us Americans, we like redemptive stories. Right. We want to love our characters. Yes, and so you see that in season two, that at the end of the episodes, they start finding ways to make Michael endearing to the viewer. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people watched season one, and they gave up on it, and they never continued because uh, they never really fell in love with Michael. Um, I was having a good conversation with our community. Uh, is she community director? Yes, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Her her title changed, and, and yes, so yeah. she corrected me on Sunday when I said it. Wrong. <laughs> but uh, she's our community director, and she said, "Man, I I cannot stand that show." And I'm like, "Why?" And it's funny how people are ready to have conversations about why they love it or why they hate it. But she's like, "Man, I just can't handle Michael. Like the things that he says, uh, it just doesn't resonate with me. I don't think it's funny, yeah. and it just makes me uh, want to punch him in the throat, you know." <laughs> um, and so, but that—that's the reality, right? Uh, is uh, either you love the show or or you hate it. I have yet to meet someone that goes, "Yeah, it's okay. I'll watch it sometimes." Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It's a it's a love hate relationship with it. Absolutely. Which side of the, the coin you're on. And yet you and I, we both love it. Yes, we do. There's very rarely a time where we're together where we don't quote something, something from, from the, the office. office. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Which I think that's the way that life should be. You know, you should <laughs> for be us, it's like the Bible, office, that's and right. the rest of life. Family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So there's a uh, we're going through this series uh, right now called Make Money Work uh, on Sunday mornings, and uh, one of the things that uh, we want to do with this series is that we want to make it really practical for people who are listening. That uh, we're not just giving ideas about finances, but we will actually want to help uh, people uh, be free in their finances, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's funny because as we watch the episode, uh, watch the office in season four, episode eight, there's an episode called Money, uh, where Michael uh, reveals how much money trouble he has. And at this point in the, in the series, he's still dating Michael. Or still dating he's, dating, he's, he's dating, dating himself. himself. No, yes. He's still dating Jan. Uh -huh. which, did you know that my parents' name are Michael and Jan? Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. So that's always kind of so funny. Yeah, so they're dating, and Jan at this point has lost her job in New York, and she's now living with Michael and spending all of his money. And so uh, she's redoing the condo. That's right. She buys a Porsche. She, that's right. All of this stuff. She's starting her own side business. Remember her candle business? <laughs> yes. Uh, that I'm sure that that's draining all kinds of money um, as well. And so, uh, Michael, I, I can't remember if where it is, it, it's close to this when he actually gets another night job. Um, as a telemarketer as a telemarketer yeah, he goes to be a telemarketer during his yeah that's right yep. to make in order to make ends meet um and now he comes into the office and he's just in all kinds of financial debt financial trouble and so he starts having conversations with people around the office on how do i get uh, my money to work for me and there's this really funny quote uh, uh he's having a conversation with creed yeah who creed is just always off the rails you never know what he's gonna say <laughs> crazy um and so uh this is what this is creed's advice because um uh michael's like man there's got to be he actually kevin's there too yes and uh he's trying to figure out how what's the magic potion for me to get out of all of this debt and creed says you this. don't go by monopoly man that game is nuts nobody just picks up get out of jail free cards those things cost thousands <laughs> so he's talking about, uh, yeah. you know, uh, is there an instantaneous way to get out, like a get out of jail right. free card, you know? Yeah. And Creed's like, dude, you can't, 
It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to pay all kinds Which of money. Which is like a total it. shocking moment, right? Because Creed's always like cast as the crazy guy, but uh -huh. every once in a while he has these like lucid moments of... Well, isn't he talking about like in reality a get out of jail yes. free card? Yeah. It actually costs a lot of money. Right, like, but I mean, in terms of the financial piece, oh, like it's sure. super sound advice, yeah. but it's just like, are you... Are you nuts? Yes. Yeah, absolutely nuts. And, and then he goes on to say, uh, just declare bankruptcy. And and Creed, who is a crazy messed up guy, he yeah. said he said Creed Bratton uh, uh, never has financial trouble because when he does, he transfers all of his debt over to, and he has his like alias yes. that he transfers all of his <laughs> debt over to, and so he's convincing Michael uh, just declare ban bankruptcy and all your debt will magically go away. And I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> and so Michael goes into the room and just declares it to the office. And uh, I don't—is it Jim or Oscar? I can't remember who. I think it's Jim that just says something like, "You can't just declare it, and all of your financial yes, 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 problems Jim, yeah. go away." Like it doesn't—it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and uh, so then he ends up going into a, a room and talking with with Oscar, Oscar. because yep. he's like, man, Oscar, you're, you're a financial guru. You can help me get out of this mess. And, uh, and so they start having this really fun conversation. Is this the episode where he goes, explain it to me like a 12 year old? No, that's the surplus. That's the surplus that's the one. Surplus, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, but this, this particular one, he sits down in the conference room and he has this conversation, uh, with Oscar. Okay. The green bar is what you spend every month on stuff you need, mm -hmm. like a car and a house. That's so cool. Hey, you have my name the top <laughs> the red bar is what you spend on non-essentials like magazines entertainment right things like that this scary black bar is what you spend on things that no one ever ever needs like multiple magic sets professional bass fishing equipment how did you do this so fast is this powerpoint <laughs> I love that Michael is like he Oscar has put together this presentation to really help Michael out. Yes. And Michael's like, that's really cool. Man, how do you make it look like that? Yes, he has, he has no really concern for the bass stuff that he just bought. Yeah. yeah. He has no concern for actually what the information is trying to tell him. He just loves the presentation. Yep. <laughs> that I love that my name is on there. That's so cool. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? My name is Jared. I am the Innovations Pastor here at Crossroads Church. If you are enjoying our content today, would you do me a favor? Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. And lastly, share with your friends. We also want you to know that every weekend we get together at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 for our weekend services. We'd love to see you there either in-house or online. Let's get back to it. So, Matt, uh, I know that money management and our culture and, and, and really our kids, like uh, the office is giving us, uh, like you said, that kind of comedic overview. Um, but there's a lot of truth there and a lot of reality. And I know that uh, you in, in the Manning home have been really intentional and diligent of, of not only with you and Sarah doing things in, in a way that works, but also in, in ways that you teach your kids. And uh, I think you were telling me a story with Theo, right? In the Xbox. In the Xbox. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, about Theo him spending, Xbox, about yeah. spending his money. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Theo, you know, when it comes to money, he's one that likes to, you know, it's in and it's out and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then Burns the hole in the it pocket. does. Yeah. And then my middle son, Cademan, he's the saver of the family. And uh, Mercy seems to always have money. I'm not sure. She's, she's kind of a middle road for both of them. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to like money management and uh, the way that all of this, like, lays out in our family with my son um much of his like xbox 
you know, he loves the Xbox. And yeah. for a season, he was in Fortnite. And Fortnite, you know, is like masters of, of creating something that doesn't exist for you to pay money to, right? Yeah. And so, like, we went down this road of, you know, we pay him um, for his allowance and stuff. And when they don't do their chores, they have to pay dad back. And so there's that exchange of money there. But but he was putting his money towards uh, Xbox and Fortnite and that kind of stuff. And and so what he was finding is that he's pushing all of this money. And we just had to sit down and have the conversation of going, like, what is it that you're actually buying, like, in this space? Like, like you have been giving management over this money. And, like, in a year, what will you have to show for when it comes to Fortnite skins, mm -hmm. you know, or the pump action rifle that you bought or whatever it was in this in this space? Like, like what is it that you have – like to show for this. And we started just having that conversation of like, when it comes to our money management, when it comes to purchasing things that we want and so on and so forth, like really thinking not just like immediate satisfaction, like I'll have a cool skin and now I look like, you know, Anakin mm -hmm. in Fortnite. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if that's how he wants to spend his money, but having the conversation with him of going like, is there, is there longer value than just the immediate satisfaction of being able to have this in a game? And really starting to build from them, from that, like a culture of, well, how is it that we should use our money? What is the management that we should mm -hmm. we should process this in? And and with all of our kids, we actually, um, you know, we pay them an allowance. And part of that allowance, like I said, is um, it's like a paycheck for them. We've tried to help them down that road. And, uh, and every month they have to save 10%, give 10%, and then the rest is theirs to to use how they want, but we're just trying, even at an early age. I mean, we started all of our kids paying allowance when they were four mm -hmm. to go, this is this is an important way to use your money. Yeah, 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 and I think that, I mean, that's kind of like the, the basic model of, of, of starting a budget, right, is uh, knowing, obviously, how much money you have to begin with so that you're not overspending. Um, and, I mean, the Dave Ramsey model is always give 10%, save 10%, spend 80%, right? And then yeah. they even have percentages of, how much should you spend, uh, you know, on your house? How much? How much should your mortgage, you know, in in terms of your your full amount? How much should you be spending on that and things along those lines? Which is always that was always a frustrating thing to me because I'm like, yeah, but I can actually get a mortgage cheaper than if I'm renting and I have to live somewhere. Yeah, you know, so that that one was always, I don't know. We went through Dave Ramsey when yeah. we first got married, and it was like by week three, I'm like dude, I don't have any more money to put in these things that you're telling me to put things into. Like I was done last week. Yes. Like, uh, come back when I'm making more money. I don't know. You know, but yeah. that was my frustration with, with going through the Dave Ramsey process. But, uh, I think that you had even more than, um, than give, save, spend. Didn't you say that there are a couple more things that you are kind of in the equation? Yeah. I think that when it comes to the way that we Americans really like use our money, like you know, if we was to put like a category of priority, like typically category number one is just like spent on myself, mm -hmm. right? Like spend money yeah. on what I want. And then category two would be like debt. Category three would be to make sure my taxes are paid. Category four would be savings. Category five would be give to God. And that's mm -hmm. typically how we prioritize. And oftentimes in the world that I think is like the better is if we flip that on its head, mm -hmm. where we go, we give first, mm -hmm. you know, the scriptures speak to giving of our first fruits. And so we, we give first, right? And then we save, um, pay our taxes, and then save, and then whatever's left is what we have left to spend mm -hmm. and that. And my wife and I have tried to really um, just uh, normalize that in our, in our life. And mm -hmm. uh, regardless of how much money we make or don't make in the space in a different season, um, like 
putting that first like god you get paid first you know and then um which save. is so counterintuitive yeah isn't it yeah um have you uh i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, you no, go but, ahead. uh have you in, in using that model in your life what benefits have you seen yeah i think that when it comes to uh using a model in that way that like there's a couple of things that happened that one uh, i think that we're intrinsically built built um to be generous like there's there's something that happens when we're able to give money away that actually lights up our soul in that space, right? And there's so many people who are live who live life who aren't in a place where they can give. So this last week we had the fires, you know, mm -hmm. in Boulder County. And it's like there's not probably a single person that looks at Boulder County and go, "You know what? I don't want to give to that." Mm -hmm. There's probably a whole lot of people who go, "I wish I could, but I can't." Mm -hmm. And so to put generosity on top um, for us, that generosity looks like the church. There's certainly sacrifice that comes with that, but to put that first and go, we're going to be, we're going to be generous with our money. We're going to be generous with the money that God has given to us. Um, like, I think there's like tremendous benefit in that in terms of, um, our ability, our freedom to engage in needs when we see needs, which is, like I said, what many of us want to do that, like when we see a need in the world that, that really hits our passion spots, like we want to do something to help that. And so many people are handicapped because they don't, live in that space, right? Um, the second piece of that being like savings in that, um, that my wife and I, we've tried to create, um, you know, margin in our lives with savings so that when the big expense comes, um, it doesn't hinder us, you know, all of a sudden we're not like, you know, faced with anxiety and, you know, distraught and yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do in this? Right. Um, you know, you're always going to have to pay your taxes. And so you do that, uh, you know, debts there. And then whatever's left is what we have to, to live on. And there is a, uh, a level of comfort in that space of going, like, this is what's left to spend mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, what yeah. we have to do. Like, how are we going to make yeah. it work? Yeah, and I think it's counterculture, too, because our culture is all about, I mean, the whole marketing scheme of our culture is you need it, go spend money on it now. Yeah. And you need it right now. Yeah, like, I'm terrible for the economy. You can't Like, wait. if people lived like me, like, our economy yeah. would probably not be as... Yeah healthy yeah. is uh, what it is right now. But uh, yeah, I, I, part of this, what we want to help people do is give give people tools, you know, uh, to be able to uh, manage their money well and things like that. And uh, we linked it in the last episode. We can link some more stuff in this episode. There's also fun, some, some apps that I think are really helpful. There's an app that um, I just started using uh, a month or two ago that is actually really helpful for me um, because it takes some of that uh, I know that there's value in intentionally putting money into savings, but there's also value in it just happening for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's an app called Acorn. And Acorn, basically, if I spend a uh, $1.25 on something, it rounds up. So it'll take $0.75 cents and it puts it into this investment portfolio. Uh, and so the company actually, you know, when you sign up, you can say, do I want to be high risk, medium yeah. risk, or low risk? And so I just went, I'm like, we'll just split it. I'll go medium, Yeah, you know, and uh, it's rounding up on all of every time I spend money, it rounds up, it takes that change and is investing it. And um, I mean, like it's been a month and a half maybe. And I think that we're we're over like one hundred dollars now in savings um, where but that's one hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Where uh, I don't know what that will accumulate over years and years and years, uh, but it could just be still in my bank account doing nothing not being saved at all. So yes. Acorn is, uh, it's a $5 a month subscription, but like I said, for me, it's 
worth that investment. Yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, bank apps, uh, we talked about babysitting your money. Yeah. Um, our bank, uh, you can download the app and you can actually go in there and, and our credit cards do this too, where it'll actually split up everything and say, hey, where have you spent your money? How are you spending your money? So it actually helps you babysit your money yep um in a way so you know it takes some of that work out and then there's always old-fashioned you know excel spreadsheet and things like that's that. what i do it's yeah. on google drive we have a budget uh, a page for our budget and then it's tied to a second page that's transactions and then a third page that is savings and then a fourth page that is taxes yeah since you know uh, pastors taxes are weird i've so. always i've always done my budget on uh because app has their uh, it's it's like Excel, but uh -huh. it's not. But it makes pictures for you and graphs. Nice. And so I, I've always done it on that. A really, I like pictures. A really great one that's uh, I believe that's free is Mint. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Mint.com. Yep. And uh, you can attach all of your bank accounts and credit yep. cards to it, and then um, even categorize it, and it will and set up a budget. My wife and I use that for a season yep, um, in that space. Too. But uh, I need to be able to to see it. I need to. I need it to be more tangible. tangible. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so my point is, is that there's a lot of resources out there that can help you do these things well. Um, it does take a little bit of time. It does take a little bit of work and effort. Um, but the payoff, it, I think, is is very much rewarding, and it's something that uh, that we can all use in our life to. Yeah, to if you could trade all of the anxiety that money comes, that money brings in your yes. life, and trade it for peace, and then out the hours that you spend, um, it would totally be worth the piece. Absolutely. So, uh, Matt, thanks so much for talking with me, talking with The Office. It's always fun. Uh, please check out our Make Money Work series. It is on our YouTube page. Um, again, we want to give you very practical advice on how to make money work and, and, and allow you to uh, have that financial peace in your life. We will check you out next time.